What's going on, everybody? Sam Brown here with episode number 10 of the In Between Sets podcast. Today, I am joined by an absolute gem, Travis Papa Bear Rogers, uh, owner of a 501c3 organization, the Papa Bear Strong Foundation, uh, that caters to underprivileged children, providing clothes, school supplies, and food. Also, a top 10 198 raw lifter from 2019 to 2022 until he blew out both of his quads. Uh, a really horrific accident that, honestly, you'll hear the whole story and it'll it'll absolutely blow you away. Um, but one of the coolest things about him is that he Travis is also a teacher uh, in a very high-risk environment, uh, in a high-risk school. Uh, he's an English teacher. He's a writer. And he's written for Elite FTS. He's written for Kabuki. He's he's done all the things. He's a high-level competitor. He's a coach. Uh, he's an awesome human being. And now he's getting into single ply and multiply. So it's even funnier as well. So, guys, this episode is absolutely fantastic. Uh, we had an absolute blast. He's going to be a regular. Um, I know I tend to say the same things every week because that's how this works. We have amazing people on here with amazing stories, amazing things for us to learn and uh, allows us to grow and develop and, and just be the best lifters and coaches and, and human beings that we possibly can. So, guys, enough of me blabbering. This episode is brought to you by practicemovement.com. For all your training, online coaching, consultation needs, check out practicemovement.com. Um, so there you have it. Without further ado, guys, you're going to absolutely love this episode. Travis is an absolute gem. And uh, overall... This was, this was a great one. So let's jump right into episode 10 of the In Between Sets podcast with Travis Papa Bear Rogers. All right, we're here. <laughs> we made it. How are we doing, Travis? I'm good, man. Just uh, unfortunately enjoying the last day of summer break for myself, so... What, uh, uh, I go back to uh, teaching high school tomorrow. Tomorrow's the first PD day for teachers. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. boy. Uh, what do you teach? I actually teach 10th grade English and 12th grade English. Awesome. Very yeah. cool. That's, uh, it, it's funny because I, I started my career in counseling. So I was in a school. I was, I was working with middle schoolers, high schoolers uh, in, the, in the counseling side of things. So I totally understand the amount of stress that you <laughs> have yeah, to yeah. deal with on um, a daily basis. <laughs> It's going to be a little more stressful this year. Uh, word on the street is we don't even have a principal yet. Oh, so, oh no one wants to yeah. no one wants uh, to lead had, that uh, ship. <laughs> yeah, I've had a um, – I work at a high-need school district, so um, I'm wearing my, uh, my University of Delaware hat. Um, so part of my contract with uh, my teaching degree – so I did this thing that basically worked its way backwards. So mm -hmm. I already had a bachelor's. I already had a master's degree. And then um, – to get your teaching license, it was like you kind of had to go backwards, which was kind of a pain. Yeah. But it was like they would allow you to teach while you were getting your license. So you were kind of like on a temp license. Mm -hmm. But as long as you were attending like classes at the university and stuff, um, they worked at a deal. It's called D3TP. I think they uh, disabled it uh, like a year or two after I left and then changed it to like an ARTC program or something that's a little longer. Mm -hmm. um, but basically the stipulation was you already had to have like a lot higher education. So like it wasn't for people working backwards that they had like a bachelor's, like you had to have like a master's plus. Right. I think at the time I had like a master's plus 15. So dude, I mean, honestly, I should go back and just get my doctorates, but 
Yeah, man. Holy but shit. A lot, of, a lot of extra time, man. When you've already done like eight years of schooling, you're like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, so I did that. And the, the rule was like they would allow you to do all that, but you had to stay in a high need school district for at least three years. Mm-hmm. So I stayed for my three. I really, really liked it. I like working with the high needs kids. Um, it's like, uh, super high poverty rate. Um, I think we're in the 90th percentile qualifying for free breakfast, free lunch, yep. um, food trucks every summer. Of course, my foundation and charity donates food, clothing and stuff to my school district and the surrounding school districts. Um, I actually just did a school supplies drop, uh, last Wednesday before, um, I left for a trip. Uh, but I ended up staying for my fourth year cause it makes you a tenure teacher. Mm-hmm. And, uh, once I had tenure, man, I, I just never left. So I think this is going on year number eight or number nine for me. Already. Wow, man. That's awesome. And that's one of those things that, uh, I, I think is really, really important. And what I found when I was working in schools as well is, is the, the impact you can have as a male, in a, in the school setting, right? Like it, it's, I was in a counseling field and it was predominantly female. And like, I can't imagine for you, like first day walking in, they must be like, what the fuck? Like, who is this guy? Like, did you yeah, find oh, a lot of that? Yeah, did oh. you find like a lot of like, get, uh, like that and not even that. I mean, I guess like, um, for like other teachers and even parents, it's like when they see me, um, like in, uh, you know, your parents' school days and like, um, just like faculty days, a lot of people are like, oh, that must be the new like P, the PT or the, the gym teacher. And then they're like, he has a master's in British literature. And it's like, yeah. what? So, um, I mean, that kind of throws everybody off. But I mean, I originally went to college to be a writer and then, um, got, again, got kind of weaseled my way into like a random program. And I was like, I worked out a deal and they were like, if you stay here, we'll do this for you. And I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And like, I want to say probably like two semesters in, I fell in love with teaching. I'm like, all right, I guess this is what we're going to do now. So, um, and then of course, like that all kind of came full circle because I write articles for like elite FTS mm-hmm. and like, you know, so like, I still am actively writing. I just don't do it for like a full-time job. And that's one of the reasons that I, I wanted to get you on here. Cause when I was at elite, I got the op- opportunity to read what you were writing before it got posted. I'm like this fucking guy. I was like, he's good because we get, a, we get <laughs> like, it's amazing the the amount of articles that come in there, right? So to be able to have somebody that's like, whoa, this guy knows exactly what he's doing in terms of writing. Writing is such a good, like it's such a powerful skill when done well, right? And you you when you write yeah. articles, it's all it, you're telling a story, right? One of the last couple articles you wrote, I was reading it. I'm like, I want another chapter of this. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. So like. Uh... Speaking on that, like I had a really, really nice message. A guy sent me one the other day and he was like, you know, hey, like I originally, like I saw your water cut for this past little like single ply meet you did. And he was like, man, so like I I went to your lead, I checked out your water cut article and it was like super detailed and instructional and educational. But he's like, I kind of went back and started looking at some of your more like personal articles. And he was like, dude, if you wrote books, like I would, I would buy your books. And I was like, man, that's super cool to hear because like I always, I always want to do that. Um, and that was one of the first, first things, like I've actually had a couple articles at a leak get turned down because they were too, like, um, I guess like, I wouldn't say like not educational, but they were too more like story esque. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, that, that divide between like, Hey, you can write this way, but are you also getting the attention of the general public? Mm. You know what I mean? Or the general public who reads that type of material. 
And that's a very, well, it's a niche audience inside of a niche audience. Yeah, exactly. And that, and that was kind of like one of the editors I've talked to her quite a few times. She's like, man, you can write, but like, can you change it a little bit to like kind of tailor more towards our crowd? And I was like, yeah, but like I have written the more like the work article, the, the water cut article that are more like strictly educational experience level wise that you can apply to meets and stuff. And I actually had quite a few people respond to the, uh, the free workout horse program I put out there um, and had great results, man. Mm. So I was like, I was super cool because like it kind of got published super late. So like they told me like, like a month before mm -hmm. and then it didn't come out and I was like, man, like I wonder what the holdup is. Cause I had people asking for it. Mm -hmm. So then when it did come out, it was kind of like really under the radar. So I was like, man, I bet a lot of people didn't check it out, but pleasantly surprised. Um, I've had quite a few people reach out about it. So it's been cool. Yeah. And, and that's, that's one of those things that, um, I think is really, really a cool aspect of what you do and how you teach and how you educate is that ability to grab someone's attention right is to, is to have that story arc is to have that it, it is entertaining even in your more i would say more narrative or like story driven like you still i was still reading it thinking about how does this how does this line up with my experience in the gym how like it, it's it's right. very it's a very cool uh way of you doing that and are you posting your own articles like on your own site or in your own sort of area because uh, i think you should a hundred yes so one of the things I'm going to be doing, um, so I, let's see, um, January of this year, um, I got picked up by, uh, well, I didn't yet, um, USPA Maryland and Delaware that I, I'm state chairman for, we got picked up by Kabuki. We were doing like 15 meets a year. Yep. Um, not just at my, my gym that I own, but like, you know, around the Delmarva area. Um, and I'm very close with like, uh, Bobby Bowen from USPA PA, um, I have Jim and Josh helping me out. The Mingles, uh, we kind of one of their last names isn't Mingle, but we lump them together. The, like, the Mingle brothers, we call right, them. right, right, right. Uh, really good guys. So, like, I've had a lot of cool help, um, and just making sure it circulates around Maryland after like a big, you know, USPA East fallout a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. um, but they picked us up, and I signed my Kabuki contract. I want to say January first. So like right as soon as we hit January, my gym and any of the meets I was at and I was hosting, we all switched over to all three Kabuki bars. Mm -hmm. um, so I was with them and then I think we hosted the Kabuki seminar um, at our gym probably, I want to say a, a month and a half after my accident because I was still in a wheelchair mm. when they came, Brandon and Kyle came and did like the movement seminar, which was incredible by the way. Um, Highly recommend that. Um, and I'm not just like, hey, I'm a kabuki whore trying to blow smoke up your ass. <laughs> I, I learned a lot, and that was before I was even on the team. And then, um, like a month later, I signed my personal contract as a pro athlete with Kabuki. Um, I guess they had been talking about me, putting me on the team before that, mm -hmm. and then they told me get injured really bad. And then they were like, this dude just doesn't stop. He's doing like pull pull ups in a wheelchair and stuff. And they're like, well, that's that's our thing. We'll have him be on the team. So, um. But now I'm actually going to be writing for Kabuki, kind of circling back to what I was trying to explain. So I think I'm going to be more active on posting uh, new blogs and articles and workouts on Kabuki. I know me and Kyle are working together to start. Um, we have like a big powerlifting team on Train Heroic, but we're actually looking to move platforms, I think. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be like putting out more of my own programs. I know Kyle wants me to publish like a, a 
six week peak program for powerlifting. So I'm going to be doing something like that. Um, that I've all ran myself and tested with various people. So it's not just going to be like some, Hey, put this out there. Hope it works for you first time running it. So like we've all tested them. Um, so I think I'm going to be writing more on that Avenue, but, uh, definitely still some personal stuff and more narrative like stuff. I, I really want to accomplish that a lot this school year. Mm. Um, which is super cool because it, it really translates into the classroom. So like, I think especially in now nowadays, especially with the generation, yep. a lot of kids have a hard time being imaginative mm-hmm. because everything's so in front of them, right? It's like Instagram, Facebook, like it's all it's all there all the time. Very visual. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So like when I ask them to like turn those visuals into words, like many of them struggle deeply with that. Mm-hmm. So like I. I've always benefited in the classroom being able to kind of like write stuff like that on the spot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a popular thing we'll do in my class at the beginning of the year, especially with kids struggling is like, I'll do three or four paragraphs that are all completely different stories that I've made up. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's sort of like a more in-depth sentence starter. Yeah. Absolutely. And then I'll make like finish the story, like running my same point of view, the same characters I've developed in like a couple sentences and like really force them kind of in that perspective. So one of my rules in my classroom is like, I'll never ask the kids to do anything I wouldn't do with them. So like, if I make them do a project, if I make them do a paper, even if I make them do a resume, even though I have like a hundred resumes, like <laughs> I always do the projects with the kids step-by-step. Step. They're not like, hey, this guy isn't just giving us a thing to do and then just like letting us go. Like I always like take it step-by-step step or break it down with them. So. Um, of course, when I had my accident, I haven't been in the classroom and uh, I was on short term disability because my classroom's on the second floor. So they wouldn't let me in the school with a walker and all that stuff. So, well, uh, let's, let's kind of let's kind of go into that a little bit more for those who don't know, because that was some serious yeah, sure. shit, man. Like you. Yeah. Were, yeah. Oof. Yeah. We didn't know if I was going to come back from that for a little bit. Um, so long story short, short uh, I had done uh 1940 total at like 196 wraps um in january uh so yeah and i was i was really excited about it because like a couple of the lists were downplayed like i I knew i had more in the tank and i knew i had time to get ready so Mm -hmm. um i had signed up for the american pro and had an invite so like i was like all right man this is this is gonna be 2k on the nose like i know it's going down and then mid-march i just got into training in briefs like starting to dabble in single ply. I have a couple of new guys in my gym in single ply. I've always been curious. I have some close friends that are single and multi. And uh, so I've done seven years raw. So I was like, all right, maybe it's, maybe it's time to like dabble, have a little fun, a little overload training. Um, but I had a really bad accident, you know, squatting on the transformer bar. Um, I didn't make any weird jumps. It wasn't something I hadn't done before. I wasn't maxing out. Like it was, it was a total freak accident. It was so weird, man. No warning signs. We filmed all my warm-ups. Like, they all look super fast. Like, everything looked even. And just, we had, like, I want to say it was, like, 701. Mm-hmm. And just, like, everything normal, you know, controlled everything. And then out of the hole, dude, it just popped. So my left quad completely ruptured. Then it put all the pressure on my right, and my right uh, was a full tear as well. Uh, the left was severe. Um, I mean, they're both severe. It's full quad there. But I mean, uh, <laughs> like in hindsight, like uh, 
they they compared my left one to uh, basically letting a landmine go off inside of it. Like he said, there was nothing left. They looked like shredded chicken. Like it was just nothing. Um, the other one was more like a normal tear where it tears all the way off the bone, mm-hmm. but it stayed in the sleeve and like rolled up. Oh, okay. Yep. So like when they when they reattached that one and did the surgery, like they had more to go on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I really didn't realize it at the time, but now it's super visual. So like um, my legs are starting to come back. Um, but like your little chicken nugget, your VMO, or that nice little swoopy doo muscle yeah. that everyone wants to develop. Uh, my left one is a solid like three fourths of an inch shorter, like attachment point wise. Wow. Okay. It's just it's not like oh he didn't work that like it is just gone. It's, just like, it's gone because like that's all they had left to attach. Mm. So, um, so it's both quad blowouts. Um, I was in the ER for like two days. They did my, I think I was in there on Wednesday night. They did a surgery Friday morning. Um, I was in the hospital for about a week and a half in ortho. And then they moved me to encompass, which is like a big rehab clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, I got really, really lucky, um, in encompass because all, all the nurses and stuff were like really fun girls in like their thirties. So like in encompass, it's everyone with like, broken hips and like knee replacements and stuff. Yeah. So like, yeah, like at least 60. So I was the only like 30 year old dude in there. Fucking athlete. You know, covered, covered <laughs> in plastic, like running around this wheelchair. And uh, like, I had a really good time. And like, it was really hard on me, like mentally. And I think I, I was really fortunate because like a lot of the girls were funny and like, you know, they, they made me feel not that bad. So it was, it was cool because I mean, those were, those were some pretty dark days, dude. Like watching, watching your top 10 spot, and like all the years you've worked for and then like literally watching that atrophy set in like i lost 25 pounds in three weeks and uh, it was probably close to seven inches off my quads holy shit yeah like i mean i like dude it you could literally just it I felt like you could look down and just watch them mm. like turning into nothing it was it was the craziest thing i've ever seen yeah and that's and i mean i hate i it, it's it's awful how quickly you can go from your best performance to now you're just sitting in a wheelchair and that was the worst part i was like dude like where where do i go from here yeah uh, of course like i want to say my third day in the in ortho when they moved me up to the the floor um after the surgery uh, you know the guy was like you know like i'm gonna be real with you i had a really good surgeon his name's dr gelman he was the man Mm -hmm. um he was funny. He actually tried really, really hard to realign my knee tattoos when he did the oh, surgery. That's awesome. So, uh, I told him, yeah, I told him, I was like, dude, I just want to walk again. Like, you could literally peel them off and throw them in the trash. Like, as long as I walk, like, I don't care. And uh, so I have, a, like, a gorilla, like, a big gorilla on one kneecap and, like, a giant leopard on the other. And uh, they just look like animals with scars on their faces now. Like from fucking, the Lion King. That's fucking yeah, sweet. So like, yeah, I was like, these are cool. <laughs> like, so it's fine. Uh, it's a really good job. Um, but he told me, he was like, man, you know, like, I'm, I'm going to be real with you. Like, I'm going to be seeing you a lot. So, like, I want us to build that relationship. He's like, you know, you're, you're probably going to have trouble walking for, like, the rest of your life. Uh, and you're definitely probably never going to compete again. Wow. And, uh, you know, that's, that's super hard to hear, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, like... You want to get better. You want to get after it. You know, you want to start doing like 
at least lightweights to, you know, you know, like hold on to what you can and like, Hey, if you're not going to compete anymore, at least like, you know, I own a gym. Like I I'm a firm believer in like, you are your business card, mm -hmm. right? Nothing bothers me more than when I see coaches and trainers that look super out of shape. Like you're telling your client to do what I was like, dude, I don't, I don't think you could even remotely get close to that. Like, so I've always been that kind of person and that's just kind of how I've seen things. Um, so that was my first thought. I'm like, dude, like I, I'm going to, I'm about to be that washed up old dude already in my, <laughs> like in a chair in the gym being like, like back in my day, I benched 405, but like I had actually, benched 405. Um, but it was, it was a hard pill to swallow, man. And yeah. uh, it, was, it was tough. Yeah. Now. Okay. So now your surgeon just told you that you're sitting there. What was, what did you believe him at first? Yeah. I mean, at, in like at the rate of like, so I was still so swollen. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, atrophy hadn't set in sure. and I was like, ah, like, you're going to be fine. Like you try to be super optimistic. So, and, and my wife laughed about this cause she like was rolling her eyes. So she wasn't at the gym when I tore them both. And I called her, I'm like, I called her from the ambulance. And I was like, hey, I'm in an ambulance. And she's like, you're what? I'm like, yeah, we're on the way to the hospital. I think I dislocated my knee. So when they took my wraps off, the quad had tore so far away from my, my knee that it, my knee looked like it was just floating in outer space. So it looked like a dislocation. Wow. So I was like, oh, my knee is fine. No, it, it, and my knee was fine. Yeah, you're it, right. It, it around my knee was totally not fine. Holy so, uh, but, um, I was also in a, I don't know if I've told this story on podcast, but so like I told you, I just got into single ply Yeah. and I was wearing brand new bright blue, uh, Titan briefs. Beautiful. And, uh, and I was wearing my, like, I think I was wearing my interatomic wraps and they're like the, uh, the teal blue ones, not the yellow ones that everyone has. So like they're really hard to find, like they're kind of like rare. Uh -huh. And I looked at my boy, AJ, like AJ. They're, they're going to come in here with medical scissors and they're going to cut me out of all of this stuff. And he's just like, yeah, 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 you're, you're okay. You're going to be okay. I'm like, no, 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 no. no you don't understand. They're going to cut all my equipment, dude. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, no, you're, you're not going to let them. He goes, what do you want me to do? I was like, you're going to take me out of all this stuff. He's like, your legs. I was like, fuck my legs. Like we got to get this yeah. equipment. I'm going to want it when I come back. So like even injured, I'm already like, all right, all this equipment has to be here for when I get out of the hospital. Uh -huh. So he took off my knee wraps. They saw my kneecap and they're like, Oh my God, like, dude, your legs are destroyed. And I was like, it's fine. It's fine. Just like peel me up. So I got one guy sitting behind me, AJ propping my legs up and someone's behind me. I think I want to say it's Tim Putman. Now who was behind me? Someone was behind me, but they were literally like sitting. I was sitting in their lap and they're holding me like a baby. And then it was like peeling these briefs backwards down off my legs. But like, I've already gone into shock. Oh, yeah. So I can't feel anything. So I'm giggling and laughing the whole time. Like when the EMTs got there, they're like, are you good? I'm like, hey, what's up, guys? Oh, yeah, put me on the stretcher, man. It's fine. Like I was totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're like, sorry to bother you guys. I know you're busy. <laughs> yeah. They're like we got a call about a guy with a broken leg. I'm like, I don't think it's broken, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a bunch of wild stuff going on, man. But, uh, it was, I mean, like I honestly at that time, like I didn't know if I'd come back or not. Mm -hmm. And so, um, 
it's funny we're and i i kind of scheduled this with you on this day on purpose uh so saturday saturday i had my first sanction back beautiful um it was, it was a pull only meet for everybody it was like dewey deadlift so it was pull only the rps meet something super quick and fun like you know it wasn't a huge meet or anything like that mm-hmm. um and it was my first one in gear so i did single ply um just to get my feet wet but like it didn't go so hot. <laughs> it didn't. Uh, but I mean, you know, hey, that's sometimes how it happens. But like, it was such a different experience for me because it was like, it it like wasn't about the competition anymore. Like, it wasn't about like, hey, man, are you, you know, of course you want to get a personal best. And like, I was kind of like on the cusp of it. So like. Yeah, you were, cre- I was looking at your numbers. Was, you were there. Yeah, yeah. I think my best pull is like in comp is 738. Mm-hmm. and i pulled like a soft like and i'm talking a little bit soft like 752 so i was like dude if i go like 40 or 45 like we'll take a little one to walk like it'll be good mm-hmm. um unfortunately uh i think i had a little too much sodium uh on the review in IV, and i it was like holding a bar of soap dude my hands were sausages so like <laughs> I, I got my opener um they gave me my second attempt i retook after i tore my hand i i took it again Got it locked, but it was slipping as I got the down command. And so they gave me two to one and I went to the judge's table and I was like, nah, dude, like I didn't get that. Like, don't count that. Lift. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, like, cause I don't, I don't do free lifts and I'm a referee. So like, I would never, you know, I would never take a lift if I knew I didn't earn it. And like, so I'll, I'll gladly turn down my own lifts. Sure. So, um, but the experience was just so crazy because it was like my wife was doing single ply, my buddy Aaron and Bricker, mm-hmm. they were both multiply, and it was like like a whole gang of us. My buddy uh, Steve Ruff and I just um, handled at the American Pro. He did it, and everyone had a killer day. I was the only one that did bad, to be honest with you. <laughs> everyone else, like, they did great. They did great. Um, but to like just be out there with like the people who have made you whole and like seen you go through all this shit, and just like the fact that I can even like literally like walk back out onto a platform was like it was fucking unreal dude like i never thought i'd be i'd be there so it was like yeah man and and it's good or or bad shit pull good pull like dude i was like bro i'm just happy to be here like i don't need and that's the thing man like i was watching you since then and it's been so cool to see you like even when it's like you were just squatting to a box like you were so thankful and grateful to be able to do that and then you were just building and you're, and you're getting range of motion back and you're just, but there was at no point where, I mean, out from the outward perspective that you were that like angry, resentful, you know, you see it a lot with, with conversations you yeah. have with people that get injured, they get like fucking angry and shitty, man. Like you, like your attitude during the whole thing was so cool to see just from that, from even just the stuff you posted. And it's like, fuck man like that would have literally knocked anybody else on their ass to the point i've had a a couple people say that like my um and i mean but like i've been that way at other meets like not with serious injuries but like you know like i was always a guy like you know i've bombed out at nationals like you know like i didn't throw a hissy fit i didn't have a meltdown like um like it sucks but it's like dude it's powerlifting like this is part of it. Like, these are the cards you're dealt like, mm-hmm. and it's about what you got that day. And sometimes that day is not a good day. Yeah. But I mean, I, I just think like, this is also borrowed for me. Mm-hmm. So I, for me, there's no reason to be like that. 
Like, I mean, again, I'm, I'm lucky to walk. And now you're going to tell me I can, I can fucking maybe squat to a box. Hell yeah. I'm going to take that. Like, yeah, you don't look at it that way. You know what I mean? And like, here I am, I'm signed up for a full meet in November now. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I'm not even doing, it was a push pull and I was like, nah, I'm going to do full power. And if I squat 300 to death, then whatever. And I already told uh, the meet director, I was like, hey, I'm going to also sign up for push pull in case I bomb out on depth for squat because I can't get there. But, you know, um, so I was really stoked last night. I uh, I haven't been able to do goblet squats, mm-hmm. like, even with, like, body weight or, like, a 10-pound dumbbell. Like, I just, like, it's, your my legs just don't work like that anymore. Like, they mm-hmm. just don't, like, I used to be a very narrow squatter. Yep. So I had like a very good carryover from a conventional pull to a narrow stance squat. And even if you can see in like my comp history, like those squats and deadlifts are damn near even. Mm-hmm. Like I'll go and I'll squat like 744 and I'll pull like 733 or 738. Like they're they're very close together. And you yep. can see that carryover. Um, but now I have to squat like way wider than I'm used to. And for some people they're like, Oh, that's not even wide. But like for me as a narrow stance squatter, like to be outside my shoulders, I'm like, yo, like this is way different on my hips. Like this is way different. Um, so I've, I've been having to get used to that. And like, of course, like I've been having a problem with depth. And, uh, so like even in briefs, it's like, once you put on tight briefs, it's hard to get to depth anyway, let alone if your legs don't work. So it's like, but you don't want to increase the weight to push you down because like my tendons aren't ready for that. So I've just kind of been in this like limbo phase of like progression and like crossing my fingers. Um, but last night I was able to do goblet squats to depth with like a 20 pound dumbbell. Fuck yeah. Man. And I was, I was really stoked. Like I had to stop after a set of 10 and I was like, dude, I'm going to fucking cry. Like I never, like you never think you'd be able to do stuff like that again, like ever. And that's the, and the cool thing about that is if you can do it with a 20, you can probably do it with 25 and then you can yeah, do it with a yeah. 30. That's, that's how your mind works. All right, I'm going to take a chill for a week and then maybe go five pounds, like just play it out. Like, you know, and I think the injury has really showed me like, dude, I've just gotten so patient. Like I know, I know a lot of people can't see that. Like with online posts are like, bro, this dude went from like, yeah, I pulled my first six to like ripping seven, like the next week. But like, Honestly, like the build up to all that and like all the PT nobody sees and like the ice in my legs and the power dot in the quads and the all the stuff, man, like that no one sees. And like just like the emotional turmoil, like no one understands that. Mm. Like um, I have to compare it to my, my buddy, Matt Barrow. Uh, so I got him in his first single ply bench shirt the other day and he had a blast. He loved it. Um, he had a good time. And he's a. Uh, I coach him full-time now too. I, I've started coaching people full-time again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he, he lo- we love to shit talk each other. Like we're just two grumpy old men together, like fucking yelling at each other the whole session. And uh, I think it was like two weeks ago, I was trying to squat like my first four, right? My first four back. And uh, we're at like a plate maybe. And I'm, I'm in, I'm in like two ply predators. Sure. And he's like, I don't understand. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, just stop being a bitch and get down there. Like get in the hole. I'm like, Matt, my, my legs don't work like that, dude. He's like, no, nah, they do just fucking go. I'm like, you don't understand how scary this is. He's like, no, I do. But you can hit death. You don't have a problem with death. He's like, it's in your head. I'm like, 
I'm no, the, the actual. I was like, when they reattach your quads and everything shortens and it doesn't bend like that, it's not in your head. It's now very physical, dude. And he's like, nah, it's whatever, man. But uh, so we we actually were squatting to uh, like a low box last night with the transformer, and he was like, you know, it, it's been like four or five weeks more. And I've got back to squatting twice a week, one auxiliary day yeah. to a box, like an SSB or transformer, and then my other normal heavier day. And uh, I was hitting the box, and the box was like right at parallel or a little below. And he's like, bro, see, I told you you're at that. You're fine. It's just on your head. I'm like, Matt, we've had another like month to work on this, dude. Like, yeah, it's getting better. And he's like, it's there the whole time. <laughs> like, oh, jeez. Very, very encouraging to say the least. But man, I, I love that dude. I have a good time with him. But yeah, it, um, in your in your attitude throughout this entire process, um, it, it's it's like I said before, it's very cool to see. But also, like you're in a position in schools working with kids in a high risk area, like you see real like bad shit that happens yeah, to yeah. other people, and like once once you're in that position where you can see that you realize like yeah this situation sucks but like it could be worse like it could be yeah, really fucking worse it, it was cool like i had a lot of kids reaching out to me like a lot of my kids follow me on instagram and stuff mm-hmm. and uh like you know i know the schools tell you not to make instagrams and shit like that but like i mean i think one of the reasons like besides for like being a younger dude covered in tattoos like i mean that helps not gonna lie mm-hmm. but um like one of the reasons the kids like me so much in the classroom because I'm I'm never afraid to be like myself and be real with them. Like I don't sugarcoat stuff. Mm-hmm. I tell them how it is, and all of them know that's like how I am as a person. And you know, so like I have a lot of them watch me on Instagram. And they're like, dude, like that shit's cr-. like I have kids just mess with me. This shit's crazy. They're <laughs> like, you you were in a wheelchair, like, and everyone's like, how long ago? Like they forget. They feel like it was like a year ago, and I'm like, bro, it's you know, I'm, I'm 21 post-op right now, like 21 weeks. That's insane. And they're like, no one's supposed to do this stuff. Like my surgeon, my surgeon told me to stop coming back and just call him if it's an emergency. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I don't even want to see you anymore, man. Every time I tell you you're not going to do something, it's like two weeks later and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Not telling me like, I can't do it. Like I shouldn't do it. But saying like, physically, he's just like, like you're not you're not supposed to be able to do that based on like recovery timeline based on the history of medicine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, now like, the big running joke is like, they're like, dude, when you die, like they need to donate your body to science. Like you have some sort, they need to manufacture whatever it is and just like give that out to people. Yeah. And it's so cool for you to be in that position to show the kids that you work with is like this, sh- like, if you practice what you preach, like you can do way more than you ever thought they could. Right. Like a lot of those kids are probably in situations where they don't think about the future much. They probably just think about the day to day or they don't think about getting out of a situation or anything like that. But like, you're just showing them like, listen guys, like just effort, effort matters. Mindset matters. You know what I mean? Just doing the work matters. And that's so cool for you to be in that position to showcase that and to live it. I mean, granted, obviously, being able to teach a lesson lesson without having to blow off your fucking quads would probably yeah, be yeah. the best I mean, way to not do I'm that. Not, I'm, not, I'm not recommending go have a <laughs> catastrophic injury and try to come back. Like I, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. Like it was, it was bad, man. Yeah. Um, no, I believe it. One of the ones like one of the days I, 
I realized it was like super bad. Well, like it was at a turning point, but I, I still knew it was really bad. Mm. Um, so we, me and my wife were both national referees for USBA. Um, we're doing a meet out in Earlville, Maryland, like at a fire hall. It was actually a really cool meet, dude. They, they backed out all the fire trucks and we were in the engine bay. No shit. It's actually like a huge venue and they had all the firefighters, like all their wives and stuff did like a bake sale and stuff. Like, I mean, it was, it was dope. Like what, what power lifter don't want to come in there and have a bake sale. In the yeah, we got brownies like, in here. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. We were having like fireman's chili and stuff. Like, and of course, like firemen are like, notorious for cooking good. Like it was good food. We got meatball subs and stuff. Oh, beautiful. Um, yeah, but it was a sold out meet. It was a great one, but I was still in braces. So I was walking around in braces with my little, uh, like suspender things I had invented to keep them up on me. Uh-huh. They're actually, it was an old pair of, uh, Olympic wraps, like Oli wraps that yeah. I had, uh, the toilet papers cause they were like white. And, um, I had cinched them inside of both things and wore them across my back like suspenders. So it would keep, cause my legs would swell and then go back down. So right, right. I all the time made it so like the braces would slide off. Mm-hmm. So I was in braces and I, I was also on a walker. Jeez. So, um, and I'm refereeing this meet in, in my braces in the chair and a walker. Am I, but I was still wearing like a ref shirt and everything. Um, yeah, I told them, I was like, Hey man, don't flame me up on like Instagram or USPA because I'm not in referee attire as far as like being wearing like some silk shorts or something. Like my braces don't fit in like dress pants or like shorts. Like it just doesn't. doesn't yeah. They work. don't have braces in khaki. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't have any black cargos that are going to fit her with these pants. So, uh, I'm in there and it's like, it was the night before we had all, we had all ate with some of the referees and it was me and my wife in the hotel and Bobby Bullen always takes care of us, man. He's, he's a hell of a dude. Um, he runs USPA Pennsylvania. He does, he's the one that always puts on all the meets at like power belt mm-hmm. and stuff uh, with CT Whitney. Ooh, shout out CT, love CT, he's the man. Um, but he always takes really good care of us and so he always puts me and Jess, he put us up in a handicap accessible one because he knew I was struggling. Um, and uh, I remember sitting on the bed and like taking off my braces. And I'm just like sitting there in my boxers, mm-hmm. like looking down. And dude, my legs are like just fucking gone, dude. There is, there's nothing left. Like it was the weirdest thing because like, you know, you're doing dips practically for everything, you know, to go upstairs on your crutches, on your walker, like. It's, so my arms and shoulders were huge, but then you look down and it's just like the worst, like stereotypical prison body you've ever seen. Just like nothing. And, uh, my wife is like watching me and just watching me sit on the edge of the bed, like carefully take my braces off. And, uh, dude, she just has like this meltdown, mm-hmm. like just start crying and crying and crying. I'm like, yo, like what's wrong? Like, I'm okay. Like what's wrong? She's like, your fucking legs. Like, I can't imagine like what that's like for you to like feel that way and like look that way after like working so hard for so long and just like seeing all that getting taken away from you. Like not even just like, Oh, like mentally, Oh, it's gone. Like, but like physically you can Mm -hmm. see it and it just makes it that much more real. You know what I mean? And, uh, I remember that being like a really hard night, like that I was, I was almost out of braces. Like I was, so like it was a good thing I was like coming out on top, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of like that realization like how bad it really was. Yeah. So and like relearning to walk again and like 
taking a shower by yourself for the first time, like mm-hmm. all that stuff was brutal, man. We had a we had a shower, like a camping shower, like with a tent on our back porch. And dude, it's like March. Yeah, it's cold. So I'm out there like my toes are purple and I'm like <laughs> like shaking and she's like I'm trying to get the thing to work and like dude it was it was a hot mess. Oh um, shit. I had to shave off all my hair, all my beard because like the the hospital, like being in the hospital had messed my skin up so bad, like cause you know, you don't get bathed every day. It's mm-hmm. really hard to take care of yourself. So like <laughs> I had shaved everything off. She's like, You just look like a different person, man. Like it was it was rough, dude. That's right. I mean, you don't, you never really know how you're going to react to a situation like that unless you're in it, you know, like that's like no joke. Like I know, I know I, I have a really good attitude about it and I joke around a lot, but like, honestly, like I, I sincerely hope people like be safe and be responsible. And like, I, I wouldn't wish this on anyone. Like, mm. I mean like dude, cause of me and who I am and how I carry myself, like I know I'm going to be all right. I know I'm going to get through it. Like, I know I'm going to go on to do big things in powerlifting still. Like, it's not going to slow me down. But, like, to someone who is not as mentally tough and, like, ready for that, like, it's it's catastrophic, dude. Like, yeah, we don't want to downplay the severity no, no, of the situation. No, 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 I don't want to downplay that at all because, like, I really do hope, you know, people aren't like, oh, yeah, you can just tear your quad and you're fine. But, like, it's, it's not at all like that. And, and not only that, I mean, I had a training partner back at Elite Jaden Lacaria. I mean, he had a yeah, yeah. I've actually been following him now because he had a. Did he have a similar injury? Was it one or both? Both. So it was both, both and then they both got infected. Yeah, I saw that, and when they had the pump, the a, sterilization, a couple times. Because uh, I had actually been talking. Yeah, I had been talking to his girlfriend Haley. Yeah. Because uh, I saw she moved down there and she was training in Elite all the time, and I was like, I talked to her. I was like, Hey, man, he his injury looks very similar to mine, and like. Had his happened like way before mine though, because he was like at a different point in recovery. Yeah, yeah. He the problem was it was the the damn infections that happened. He got you know what I mean. Like yeah. that just kept kicking him in the ass, and it's like when he thought he kicked it, then it kicked back in again. Like it was that shit scared the hell out of me, right? Like and that was yeah. just watching him go through that process of 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 like every doctor's visit. It's like w- where are we at, right? Because at that yeah, point no. now you're not talking about the structure as much as you are now you're talking about your blood now you're talking about yeah, like yeah. disease now it's a, a very big animal yeah. yeah i felt so bad when i was watching like some of his posts and stories like with some of that i was like you know because I, I think his had happened way before mine because he was in the point where i think when i started following and watching him at elite he had he was just he was out of one brace mm-hmm. and was walking around with like just the one and i was like yeah. okay so, so i thought he'd only torn one or like one was severely worse than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but then about that time, like I saw him get an infection then I, and then of course in my mind, I'm like, Oh shit, dude, I didn't even mm-hmm. think about that. That's like a, a whole nother layer of problems. So I, I felt terrible for him, man. Yeah. And I, and I was lucky enough. I was able to kind of talk to him a little bit too about it. And it's, it's dude, it's, it's, you have to, it has to be your everyday, every minute, every hour existence. Like it, you, it's now directing your entire life for this healing time, right? Like everything you do has to get filtered through this lens of what happened, the accident, how you're feeling, the rehab, the medication, the the discomfort, right? And it's to have somebody be able to just get through that 
without the infection is one thing, but like to have that keep coming back and being constantly yeah. reminded of this situation over and over mm-hmm. and over. And like you take two or three steps forward and then you take fucking four or five back. And it's yeah, like, man, that's insane, dude. insane. I can't imagine. Like, uh, yeah, it, it, it's been, uh, mean, honestly, like not only him, like, and uh, of course, like I've talked to, uh, Michael Moreno a lot. I'm, I'm good friends with him. And of course he's had multiple knee surgeries on both knees, but like he's been through similar stuff. Uh, Emery Mullen has had the exact same injury as me and Jaden. Um, I've talked to him a lot. Um, both really, really good guys, but like, dude, hats off to anyone who like went through this shit and made it out on the other side and fucking kept lifting. Like, yeah. dude, it's so much harder. Like, I know a lot of these guys have like, like me, like super positive attitudes, super hardcore mindsets and like the ability to be surrounded by good people and like push hard and just be part of that. But like, I, I wish I could just like, and I'm a, I'm a writer. Like I wish I could conjure the words to tell you like how difficult this was, like how, how mentally unstable it made me feel, even as someone who's very, who's always been very tight and secure about that. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. Like, dude, I, I don't think there's ever been another time in my life where I was like, like, I'm, I'm fucked. Like, there's there's no way I'm going to make it out of this. Like, I've never felt like that about anything. Mm-hmm. But this made me feel that way. Well, it's now, I mean, obviously, like, after the injury, after the rehab, you, you can heal physically. But you had mentioned it. You had touched on it. It's like, there is that level of fear that can creep in. Uh, That's a whole every, different animal. Every time, man. It, it, it blows my mind every time. Like, uh, I mean, I think I, I squat, what was it, last weekend? Um, last Sunday, I was with all the guys. We had we had our friends from Black Flag Barbell. So it's like a multi-ply uh, Delaware group of guys. Mm-hmm. I'm down. My wife's in single-ply now. Um, and those guys are all multi. So it was, like, it was really cool because we were learning a lot from a lot of people. Those guys, uh, Bruce Mason, uh, Amber Alice, like, oh, yeah. uh, you know, oh, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, uh, I've talked to Jimmy Cole a couple times. I donate to his uh, scholarship for kids, and, like, you know, we shot the shit. Um, and they've introduced me to some good people at Anderson for, like, equipment. And oh, yeah. it's, it's just very good people. Very good people. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they've been really – all the people I've met – I mean, I don't want to touch on this too much. <laughs> I don't want to talk too much. Yeah. We've been good so far. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> um, I know where this is going. Like, yeah, like, there's always – there's always going to be a couple rotten grapes in the good bunch. Mm-hmm. And dude, I will tell you right now, the ply community has been the greatest bunch of people I've ever fucking met. Mm-hmm. Like the love, the support, the help, the advice that is actually helpful advice and not just yes. like belittling people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been nothing but amazing. Like Bricker, Aaron, um, all the guys, uh, Jules and Mara, we met at Death Wish, and they're the owner Ralph up there. Like, oh, I'm actually great. going this Friday. I'm going up and staying with them. No shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going up there for a night. Um, staying with Jules and his wife, and uh, lifting with all them on Friday night before coming home to my place on Saturday. Um, uh, Bruce Mason, his wife Nicole, like they've all been super cool. They introduced me and got me hooked up talking. Jimmy and um Amber got me talking to Rob Farrell. And oh, then, Rob. yeah, Rob's been doing all, him and Tiffany have been doing all my alter my suits and they've been incredible. Like, mm-hmm. 
everyone has been so nice and like amazing and encouraging, especially for me, like a guy who's like only done raw, you know, and just being like, I'm going to do, I'm going to do ply now. And everyone's been super inviting about it, except for like one or two people. Right. <laughs> but it's only been one or two, one or two shitheads in the bunch. Well, it, it, um, it's funny. The people that you mentioned, that's, I've literally met all of those people in the last year. And yeah, they're all well, man. people. Like they're, awesome. dude, they're the best. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just did uh Rob's meet out uh in where the fuck was it? I, the IPA meet that he just put on the Strength Spectacular. Yeah, dude, I was so close to coming out to that. Oh, you um, yeah, I know it sucks. We would have got to meet. Um, because uh, now I'm like, now it kind of like opens up your world because you're like, oh, f- f- fuck pro raw, like. <laughs> what? on this side like so now you start looking at all these like ply meets and like so now it's like i have all these new meets and experiences on my radar mm. and uh i i know aaron and bricker are gonna listen to this podcast um and i know they're they're they got their fingers crossed and hoping to make some more irresponsible decisions <laughs> uh, so, like i'm doing uh my with me um in virginia or no it's not virginia anymore it's in it's at exile in baltimore oh, okay um Maryland uh freaks come out at night so they're doing a night meet in a monolift oh fuck yeah um, yeah i know right and i'm doing uh that'll be my first full power back so i'm gonna do i haven't decided if i'm going single or multi yet um i'm, I'm digging single right now i'm having a blast and I, like i was like oh like i like the i like the multi shirt mm-hmm. but then I, I got a like a low cut katana like the supers yeah. with the, the, yeah. the permanent color and I've been having a blast in that thing. So I don't know. I, I think that's going to be the deal breaker for me. Um, so I'm doing that one. But I think like two weeks later, they're all going to York. Oh, like York. And yeah. of course, like I've heard the meet there are like super fun. It's a fun venue. And like all the multi-lifters go. And they're like, Travis, just like, you know, like do single, do single for uh, early November for two weeks and then come down in multi they're like it's fine you just put on more gear you're fine <laughs> and i was like it sounds like a terrible idea but it sounds like i'm probably gonna do it That's so pretty good <laughs> yeah yeah and like you're gonna meet so many people and like i'm like all right whatever so somehow i imagine i'm gonna be signing up for that pretty soon so well if you do let me know because my girlfriend and i are up in rhode island so we're not terribly far from you anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I made the move from made the move from Ohio, and now we're in Rhode Island now. But, I mean, it, it's funny the 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 people I got to train with out there. It was like Dave and the crew with Adam and all my guys over there with Travis and uh, Trevor and all them. But like like you said, Amber was there a few times a month. We ended up getting uh, Rob and his crew coming down. Uh, from 814 like that entire crew came down it was always a blast but you're right like the multiply world and the ply world in general everybody knows that you can't do this shit by yourself <laughs> yeah like you, you can't i mean you can but like it's it's much better if you have a team of people around you to make sure you don't you know get yeah fucking for sure man. And like, i and like so like and of course like i'm really wanting to write an article on this like uh not not necessarily like anything like educational about ply because like of course i'm still super i'm yeah, super you're preaching in the choir man i don't want to write anything on how to do anything because I don't, I don't fucking know mm-hmm. i'm still having figuring everything out um but like the this i want to write something on like the switch aspect from raw mm-hmm. and like not only that but like the community aspect of it because like one of the biggest things i've noticed 
and uh, especially true for you since you're an elite, is like the live, learn, pass on is like, I've never seen it more embodied than in, than in geared communities. Mm -hmm. Like you show up at a place and they're like, bro, I brought like an extra suit. Like you can try this on, like you need some sleeves to slip it on. Like it's, it's so much like that all the time versus like this younger raw generational lifters that are like, I'm taking my pre-workout and I'm fucking have my headphones in. And I'm like, Ooh, lone wolf. You know what I mean? But like, it's so different. It's so different, man. Dude, I don't and, even own, get this, none of the equipment I use, I had to purchase. None of it. None of it. Like, because I, cause everybody was just like, here, I have an extra this. It's your size. This worked for somebody that was like 220, right. 198. Then it's just like, all of a sudden, I just got a fucking brand new squat suit. Brand new to me. It's obviously not brand new. It's, out, it's actually older than me yeah. from, <laughs> from Doug Heath. Yeah, that's the best part. You're like, this suit has seen more shit than I have. Yeah. <laughs> Doug Heath handed me the suit and he was like, here, this is for somebody that squatted a thousand at 220. And I was like, why the fuck are you giving it to me? <laughs> like, what the fuck do you want me to do with it? I was like, did you change the batteries in it? Is the batteries new in it? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, uh, you know, I, I came home from death wish for my first time. Um, with like two new suits, like two new pairs of briefs, and they're like, "Oh yeah, just send it to Rob. He'll hem it for you, man. It's fine." Um, Same thing. Like I had a new, a new, uh, a new like a SDP with a collar blown out. Yeah. And I was like, Rob's like, "Oh yeah, I'll fix that." And it's like, dude, they sent me a picture. Him and Tiff text me a picture. It looks like a brand new fucking SDP. Like brand, it looks brand new. Mm -hmm. I'm actually supposed to get all that stuff back today. I'm really excited. Dude, uh, yeah. I'm trying try super hard to be good today and not just look in the box and start putting on shit. <laughs> yeah, like, layers on layers on layers. Your house, you're like, when's my squat day? Yeah, fuck it. We're doing it today. Like, yeah. you just love the, the experience is the gear, man. It's so much fun. Well, it's funny. But, uh, That's what I did with my briefs when I got them back from Rob. Like, they were all modified. They had, like, the cinches in the back. Yeah. Like, everything's all – and I just was fucking wearing them in my house. I'm like, this is how we do it. This is what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Walking around the house in briefs and stuff. I was like, I'm I actually ready. did that. I did that one night in a katana. I was just like, yeah, yeah, dope. I was like, yeah, look at the image, man. This looks like I can do something. Um, but, uh, no, I think, I think the only things I've really bought, um, just because I have so many more friends that are multiply, mm -hmm. I, I bought a couple single ply things because like a lot of them were like, yeah, you're you're gonna do single ply for a month, and then you're like, yeah, fuck this, you're gonna jump right into multiply. So they're like, don't even worry about it. Um, so like I had some like super centurions and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and of course, uh, being like a more like I'm I'm only five foot five, mm -hmm. so like I'm very like short and stout. Like I have really big arms for my size. So like the shirts, some of the like single ply shirts fit me super awkward. So like I did have to buy like my own shirt and stuff. Like it yeah. was really hard to hand me down that fit me personally. Um, just because like I have T-Rex arms, but I have big arms. So like I'd have to buy the shirt with the arms big enough to fit me, but they all look like baseball tees on me. So like I'd have yeah. to get them like three inches. Like it was so, it was so much. You couldn't even like roll them up, Jeez. like even to get a set. And, and it's, but, uh, and for, and for like raw lifters that don't have any sort of experience with that is like, it, it takes such a long time to get locked in 
to a piece of equipment that you're using is like all the, like you had said, like hemming it, getting it modified, even just riding it up a little bit more, bringing it down a little bit more. Like the positioning and everything is so crucial. And that's like the addicting part. It's like, it's like a fucking NASCAR, right? You're like, all right, how can I get the best performance out of this? What can yeah, I do? Yeah. So like my, my big thing too, with like training, especially as a, like a roll with your background is like, I always enjoyed like extremely difficult variations. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of people have commented on this, like they see me like prepping for meets raw and I would do these deadlift things called the gauntlet mm -hmm. and I would take the same weight for three different singles raw, but it would each be a variation of that weight. So like, it would be like a three inch deficit. The next one would be like a pause. Oh, and then the last one would be like a beltless with a long hold at the top. Holy shit. Good. And so like I would, I would build on that. And I mean, I got to the point where I was doing that with like 720, 730. People were like, what the fuck? This is from the same record. I'm like, no, this is back to back. Like <laughs> running three What the fuck? Like this guy's a fucking psychopath. But like I always enjoyed like, all right, so if I could put myself in these three different circumstances and still be able to find my motor pattern or bring myself back into it. I know I'm going to be a stronger lifter because I can adapt to different situations very quickly. Mm -hmm. And of course I've always loved bars. I've always been able to jump between bars, like, and not have that much of difference, you know, like as far as like breaking up. Mm -hmm. Um, so once I, like you were saying, like once you got into gear and you're like, this is like, this is like a variation within a variation all itself. It, it like got me super excited. Cause you were like, it was like uh, you were like a little kid again. You're like, all right, well, if I put these briefs on with a loose top, and then or like these these are gonna go thick here, and then like I'll do the straps loose, maybe crank them. Like you could just change so much mm -hmm. in the lift before you even get to the lift. And it's like, I think I really fell in love with that aspect of it, like very very quickly. Yeah, the modification aspect of it, right? Like you can get like things grid stitched. You can get triple ply back, double ply front. Like there's so many what? layers and variables that I don't know yeah. what the fuck is going on. I'm just like, I, I, I guess we're going to try this. We're going to do this thing. We're going to figure this out. Right. But it, it is, it's such a, it's such a different world. And most of the time you don't hear of a top tier raw lifter making that transition. How did you first and foremost even get into any sort of single ply or any sort of ply lifting? Um, how did I, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> like, I feel like looking back at it one day, I was just like, and now I have briefs on. Like, I, I like, I don't, that's, I have an elite. I was like, why am I wearing this fucking pumpkin suit? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you just look down one day and you're like, it's a lot of shit. This took me like 20 minutes to get into. It took me 20 minutes to carpet puller and three friends. And here we are. Um, but like, I, I started with a pair of a uh, single ply, like, the blue um, Centurion breeze from Titan. And I think about that time I was wearing like a 44 mm -hmm. in Titan. You know how that is. Like all the sizings are so Oh, yeah. Now. It's all over the place. Yeah. Nothing equates. I tried to figure that out for the longest time. I was like, all right, it's, a, it's exactly eight eight sizes difference. It's fucking not. No, it's, no, no. I tried to figure it out. It's not worth Then if different figuring. companies have a bad day, then the same size. Yeah, yeah. Different it's sizes. yeah. It's, yeah. Um, so I was in a pair of blue singles, like blue single ply briefs. Um, and I, I remember squatting in those for the first day and I really liked it. I was like, okay, like this feels good. 
Oh, I know what it was. Okay, so I was taking. Okay, so after that meet, after the the nine the nineteen forty, uh, I'd I'd walked out and squatted seven forty four and wraps raw. Mm-hmm. And so like when I got back, uh, that was when I had first sent in the workhorse program, right for elite. So that was the one where I I had like done something to my CNS that was only affecting my squats, mm-hmm. and I would shake. I would shake like a leaf with like 400 pounds. Yep. Like I, I, I didn't know what was wrong. And then I'd like deadlift like in the mid sevens the next day. And I'm like, why isn't this affecting like my deadlift? Like it's affecting my, my squat and like bench was fine too. Like I was hitting numbers to the roof, but like I would get the craziest DNS shake on light squats and I didn't know why. Um, so I start, so I was like, once I turned in the workhorse program that I used to like build back up to the 744, I was like, all right, so, let me backtrack. Let me figure out, let me get stronger in sleeves again. Right. But my knees hurt like hell. So I was like, man, like how can I do something to like load my hamstrings and load my glutes more and take a little more <laughs> than my knees. And then I was like, I'm going to give briefs a shot. And then I think I ordered a pair of, um, I ordered a pair of briefs from Anderson. And I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to give these a shot. And I remember the first day I was like, all right. So like in sleeves with these, my knees don't hurt. And I was like, okay, so I'll switch. I'll do like an, a day in this and a day without, and just keep rotating to keep my knees a little fresher. And it was working really well. Um, and then of course, then you, you get the curious factor. I'm like, all right, so if this feels what it's like on my ass. What happens if I get the top part that goes through your shoulders? And then I think like, a week or two later, I ordered. Um, I either ordered or I found a, like just the normal black like Super Centurion on Facebook Marketplace, mm-hmm. and I got one of those. And I put the straps up and like I couldn't hit depth for shit. Like I just couldn't. I was like, dude. And Rob's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, man, this thing's like inside of me, man. <laughs> like I can't. <laughs> He's like, there's 600 pounds on the bar. You can't depth. I'm like, no, man. It's just like no. it, it does. It changes your whole perspective on like how to position your body. And then, um, and then I started having a lot of fun in sleeves again. And I, and I told people, I was like, dude, like I haven't been this excited to train in like a long time. And then I think that's where it really sparked. And then I want to say a week or two after that, before that, and this was like probably two weeks before the accident, I ordered my first bench shirt. Beautiful. And like, dude, I was, I was benching like my normal raw bench, like, suicide grip head up like close i'm a very close raw bencher yeah so, like transitioning to a shirt was like i adapted very quickly but like i remember the first time we we had a seminar at black flag in smyrna like bruce mason and his wife came down because he coaches them and uh <laughs> i went down there and uh i remember taking my shirt off like to get in one of their bench shirts and they and they were all teasing me and they're like bro I'm like, what? They're like, we're going to need you to get a belly. They're like, this is totally not going to help you in this. They're like, belly up. And I just like, it just looked like a turtle shell and like it wouldn't go anywhere. And they're like, no, 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 we need you to eat ice cream. Like you need to get, you need to get ink. And I was like, okay. Like, and then like, I think we tried, I think we touched like a two board that day Mm -hmm. and it it was difficult. And they're like, belly up. And I'm like, bro, I'm trying. Like, there ain't nothing there. I got nothing. Like that was the first day Bruce had like moved my fingers out to like the rings and stuff. So uh, it was very difficult for me. And now I'm able to flip between the two very easily. I still 
my close, uh, my bench raw, like competition bench is still very, very close because I'm very tricep dominant. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, uh, the carryover has been unreal. Like just from the overload in the shirt. Like, uh, I, I, I want to say two weeks ago, I benched heavy raw. Like I've been doing like van and stuff like that, but never just like, all right, Hey, I'm going to hit like a heavy triple or double raw, raw with just like some light elbow sleeves on. So my shit doesn't blow off. Mm-hmm. So I was, using like the Anderson like light elbow sleeves that aren't even tight and like a pair of wrist wraps and that was it um and I think I hit within five pounds of my best raw double ever and I was like what the fuck is this it was like 450 for a double raw and I was like the fuck is this shit Mm -hmm. it was like after uh like I hadn't benched that much since before surgery or like you know since surgery in the accident either so I was like yo like there's got to be something to this. And then I realized like, all right, I'm training wide, closed hand, head down in a shirt, but I'm training head up, suicide grip, close. So it's like that in itself is like you're already hitting weak points. You just don't realize it because you're changing everything based on the suit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, dude, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just having a great time. And I, I fucking love flying. Dude. Like, uh, I feel like one of those, uh, I feel like a little kid that's like discovered shit for the first time. And I'm like, I'm so, I'm so like gung ho about it, dude. Like I'd be the first dude that would be like cheesy and overplayed and just be like, apply till I die, bro. Like, this is how <laughs> like uh, I remember like the first time, like, like I really started having fun in a suit and I was like, where the fuck has this been? Like, why, why haven't I done this way sooner? This is the best shit ever. And like, I love it, man. Yeah, it's well, the best. I had a very similar situation at Elite. It was they they threw me in a shirt. Like obviously they, they took a couple of weeks to, you know, kind of get used to it, but the first time that you grooved a bench and you touched your chest and then it just fucking sprung up, you I popped off the bench. I was like, I fucking get it. I fucking get it. I get it. I understand how this works now. This is great. <laughs> and like the best part about that is like nobody understands like how skilled you have to be on like the extreme right end with like power output and how much weight you can actually push in a shirt. Mm-hmm. But then also skill on the extreme left end is like, how light can you get it to actually touch? Like no one understands it. Like, Oh, you just put on a shirt and you bench a lot of weight. I'm like, no dude, like, <laughs> no, not at all. It's a good like, way to uh, lose your jaw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, so we went to death wish, uh, like, two two weeks ago three weeks ago um and i benched with a big group of guys it was like aaron and bricker were in their uh their banded shirts from rob they're using their f8s um and i had never seen i mean i've seen them obviously and i actually got one they're fucking um, man yeah yeah so but i've never seen i've always seen people wearing them and benching them i've never seen them wearing them around their waist when they're not benching like like the kangaroo pouch yeah, i've I, never seen you fucking put snacks in there man that's all <laughs> watching bricker and it's just like hanging over i'm like you just walk he's like dude it's so much better than a bench shirt like you can actually breathe you're not feeling like you're dying the whole time because i was in like i think i'd use this uh llcc like the second time yeah it was the first day i got it back from rob with the the sleeves hemmed mm-hmm. so i'm like i have the shirt on it's all in with my belt on i'm my fucking singlet up i'm like oh you're fucking just choking no there's no AC back there. I'm like sweating my ass off and they <laughs> down, bellies out. And they're like, 
you should get one of these, man. <laughs> You're going to love it. Um, but I remember I was super stoked because I had taken, I had taken a 575 to a two board. Mm-hmm. So that was like the heaviest I've done in single ply so far. And then uh, they got me to lower it to 505 and, and touch one and pause it to my chest. And like, it's so funny. Cause like everyone was like hype for me, like with the five seventy five. Like, oh yeah. Like Travis is getting it. Like he's handling the bigger weights, but like the, the atmosphere in the room, when you touch, even if it's like, when you touch a weight is so different because everyone knows how hard it is. Uh-huh. So like when you successfully do that and don't fuck up. Everyone's like, Oh, you the man. Bro. Like, it's so much better than like a heavier weight. It's so fun. <laughs> Uh, and then like, you sit up and you're like, oh, like, you feel like you're going to pass out. And, and, like, and like you forget what just happened. You're like, what the fuck? Did, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the concentration is so much different, man. Oh, it's but, unbelievable, man. No, I, yeah, I, your, your experience and your, and what you've been able to show and kind of, kind of pull off is, is awesome. Is awesome to see. It's awesome to see, uh, single ply, multiply, whatever it is, but just also your raw experience and how dominant you were and how strong you are to come back from an injury, to come back from setbacks, to be as humble as you are in, in the position that you're in is, is fucking amazing. And it's one of those things that again, is one of the many reasons I wanted to have you on here is because your story is amazing. Your attitude is amazing. You fucking help people every single day. And for fuck's sake, man, like you're a teacher, like how much cooler can that be? Like that's so incredible to hear, to, to, to know that you're in a position where you're not only helping the people around you, you're also helping the future of the, the, the kids that you get to work with. So hats off to you, man. Like it's, it's been amazing to chat with you and it's been amazing to see what you do. Thanks, Sam, man. I, I really appreciate being on here, man, and shooting the shit with you. And, uh, man, I, I will, I promise I'll give you a message and let you know if I'm coming to that meet, man, I'd love to meet you in person. Hell yeah, and man. Just, maybe. Maybe watch me. Uh, maybe watch me bomb out of my first multiply meet. <laughs> if I haven't bombed out, man, you'll be just fine. <laughs> you'll be yeah, just yeah. fine. I've tried. I've tried real fucking hard, and I didn't do it yet. <laughs> oh man, dude. Yeah, it's been an awesome time, man. I really appreciate it. Cool, man. Yeah. So, where can people follow you? Where can people kind of do all do all that stuff? Uh, so right now, um, my online store is down because I'm having a new drop in uh, early October for our meet coming up called the Uninvitational. Um, it's, uh, this is a pretty sweet meet. We developed the idea of last year. It's called team good guys and it's uninvitational. Uh, it's all Western themed. Oh, that's awesome. Um, it's, it's over the top, dude. We have like saloon doors and like all kinds of shit you walk out to. I have like a cowboy hat and cap gun while I'm announcing and stuff. Like, it's, oh, shit. It's over the top. Um, so this is at my gym in Salisbury, Maryland called the bear cave. Um, so you can follow my gym, um, at the bear cave underscore USPA MD. Um, that's my gym I own. And then you can follow me at Papa Bear Rogers. Uh, if you have questions about the foundation, the 501c3 I own for underprivileged children called the Papa Bear Strong Foundation, you can always email me from um, my Instagram. I think I have my e- like the email link thing. You just click it and shoot me a message. Or you can message me directly on DM. It doesn't matter to me. Um, and then when the store is back open, it's always in my bio link tree along with my Elite FTS articles, open powerlifter standings and all my sponsors and shit with codes and all the shit you can get discounts with. <laughs> awesome, man. And uh, what I'll do is I'll have you just send me any sort of links, any sort of things you want me to put into the bio for you as well. And then we'll, we can kind yeah, of go from there. Man. Like I said, man, absolute pleasure. I uh, 
I'm like, I'm, I'm so fired up. We're going to go train. What time? 2.14. Yeah. I say, uh, I'll probably be, I'll probably be getting ready. We probably leave the house at three to go open at four. Beautiful. So beautiful. Well, thank you again, as always, I'm going to cut the recording here, but, uh, thank you all for listening and, uh, we'll see you in the next one.